I'll, I'll start with the word of prayer, and then we can go through it. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your grace that is lavished upon us. Lord, we just pray that even as you go through this word, you may continue to speak to us. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. So today I would want to encourage us on a sermon that I've titled, God is Building His Church. And I just hope to share a couple of stories from the context where I'm coming from and hope that it will be an encouragement to you. When I think about the church, I suppose we all know that it's not a building, and, um, but the church is God's people, and it's God's people for all time, I mean, from, from the beginning to the end, and God is building his church. The church is us, and the church comes from many nations, from many parts of the world, many tribes, many languages, diverse church, and uh, that's what God is building, and uh, I think about the scriptures that we read that Jesus Christ is coming back again, and what is really coming back for is the church. And that is the pinnacle of his creation. In God's heart, there's nothing that is more important than the church. It's not the riches of this world, but it's us. And that is what Jesus Christ died for. You know, when Jesus came here on earth, uh, in his time, many people would have thought he was going to bring a uh, a worldly kingdom, they were thinking was going to redeem the Israel nation, etc. But he did something that was even the opposite. He went and died on the cross and to show his grace to redeem the church. And so God loves the church. And the pinnacle of his creation, the church, me and you, are going to be there forever. And that's really what God is doing uh, from the history of the world to go forward, and he's really building his church, and that's my encouragement. And uh, the first thing that I really want to say is that it is really Jesus who is building his church. It was awesome to have testimonies that you heard this morning, and I believe it's all stories about what Jesus Christ is doing. And sometimes it doesn't look like it. It looks like we need to put more effort. Certainly from the part of the world where I'm coming from, uh, first time I was here at King's Church, which is now my, my second home, I think it was 2006 or 2007, and when I was asked to talk, talk about Zimbabwe, it's a similar story that I shared. Sometimes it's even embarrassing for me to keep saying the same thing over and over again. But from my context, it's easy to, to begin to think Maybe God's not there. Maybe God is not answering the prayers that we consistently bring back to him. But the truth is God answers prayer. And even though things are tough and look difficult, he's building his church. And the verse I want to share with you this morning, uh, I'll share three portions of scripture. But the first part is Matthew chapter 16 from verses 13 to 18. Uh, I'll, I'll read it in the NIV version. It says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? So it's, 
I mean, in, in, in Zim, there's, there's that question at the moment. And uh, because Zim, Zimbabwe, they say 80% is, is a Christian nation. And people are saying, if God is God, is he really God? That's the question that is really coming to the nation. Is he really God? Or maybe we can trust in God and then we can also trust in, in our own ancestors or in other religions and stuff like that. And there are many answers that are coming into, into our context. But then the second question that Jesus asked, to say, who do you say I am? And I constantly ask myself the question, even though things are tough, who is Jesus to me? So Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And then Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but, my father, but by my Father in heaven. And says, I tell you, uh, and I'll tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And for me, these are remarkable words that Jesus said to Peter. When he says, on this rock I will build my church. To me, when he says, on this rock, I believe it's something that is solid. I believe it's something that is true. To say, even though things can shake, but the rock remains solid. And he says, on this truth, I will build my church. The truth that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the King of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. And so I find that very encouraging, and I hope it encourages you as well. To say, no matter where your journey is um, in the Christian faith, no matter how things stand, but there's something that won't change, that Jesus Christ is the Lord, he's the Messiah. And on that, he continues to build his church. And that remains true, whether you are in a warmer part of the world. I'm, wearing, I'm feeling quite cold because I'm coming from a, from a warmer part, and I see some don't have, it's, it's, it's just amazing, but whether you come from a different part of the world, but the fact is Jesus still remains the Messiah and he continues to build his church. And in your life, he is building his church. He's building you, whether in the good times or the bad times, whether in things that we may not understand, he continues to build his church. And we can trust in him. I mean, we, 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 we don't have all the answers uh, we don't know why we are going through what we're going through in Zim, and we don't know why it has been prolonged. But what we know is that God continues to build this church. Through the difficulties, as I was sharing earlier on, churches are still being planted in difficult parts of the world. And at this point in time, I also want to thank you, because I, I think end of last year and beginning of the year, you took a special offering for Zimbabwe, which you channeled through River of Life with the church. And um, coming from the elders of the church, they really wanted me to communicate their gratefulness for what you have done. And that has made it possible for Christ to continue to build his church in the nation of Zimbabwe. So Christ builds his church. He's building you up for his own purposes, and he's building his church, and nothing will be able to stop that. Bible says nothing will, will, will prevent us from receiving the love of God. And the second point I want to give is that even though Christ builds this church, he also uses you to build 
this church. And I'll open from Ephesians chapter 4, from verse uh, 11, and I'll read up until 13. It says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. I'll take that again. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ uh, may be built up. And I love that verse because, you know, initially I used to think it's only the, the pastors, the apostles, the prophets, the fivefold ministry who were in charge of really being used by God. But here the scripture is a bit different. It says it's, it's building the body of Christ for, work of service, for works of service in that we each have a part to play to build the church. And I would say building the church is to build one another to encourage one another, to uplift one another, all that we do, Christ uses that. So the Bible also says we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. In, in God's plan, apart from us, there's no plan B. He doesn't have a plan for angels to come and preach, or aliens if they exist. I'm not so sure if they exist. There's no plan B. The plan A is you and me. We are his workmanship. And uh, it's, it's up to us. You know, Christ does build this church, but he also uses us. And uh, the gifts are in us. That's why he gives gifts to ordinary people. And he doesn't give one person all the gifts so that one person can say, I can do it all alone. But he places gifts in each of us so that together, we may build the, 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 the church of God. And so in this part, it's probably just encouragement to you, uh, King's Church as a church, in that what we have done has really been remarkable in the, in the life of our church. One thing that you've always done when you've been interacting with Queens is to pray for us. We also pray for you. But even the prayers that you make continues to build the church. And uh, God is using you to go beyond uh, where you are. It, I've read these banners that I hope to put up today. And it says, building the church, sharing the gospel, saving the communities, reaching the nations. And you have reached the nation, you have reached the nation of Zimbabwe over a period of time. Joy, my wife, whenever she talks about King's Church, she feels very encouraged. She told me under no circumstances to come back again without her. So she said, this is the last time I will pitch up, as a, as, as, but next time she really wants to be here. But you've all been encouraged with your prayers, with the relationships, with your concern, and that you've looked beyond your nation and have known that you have a part to play. There are so many people who, maybe when you meet in heaven, they will say, we don't know how it happened but it's because we're head of a church that has continued to partner the gospel in Zimbabwe to build this church. So that's my context in Zimbabwe. But I suppose here in the community, reaching the community, 
the new person that comes here, uh, set up, take down all the things that does happen. God uses you to continue to build his church, and you are in his plan. And we don't have to wait up until we, we, we sound Christian, or we are hot enough or mature enough. But starting today, God continues to build this church, and we are his workmanship, we are his army. And then thirdly, um, I'd want to really emphasize that God uses you through a scripture. In my second point, I should have said God uses others to build his church, is you. But my third point, I think in Shona and then translate to English every time. So that's my excuse. But the third one is, is we all have a part to play, no matter how simple things are. And I want to read from uh, Matthew chapter 25, um, from verses 31 to 40. 40. So it's, a, it's, many, it's a lot of scriptures that I'll read, but I'd want to, to tell a story through it and a testimony and land on that. So from verse 31, it says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will gather before him, and he will separate the people from one as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was ill and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did you see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did you see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did you see you ill or in prison and go visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. So this is talking about a story or a parable of what will happen when we meet with Jesus Christ, and that day will certainly come. As I was growing up as a Christian, every time I would think about what would happen when I see Jesus, I would always feel afraid. I would always be scared because I knew I wasn't a perfect person. I would be thinking about the mistakes that I made in my mind, in my behavior, in my thoughts, and I was just thinking, maybe that day will be good for others, but for me, I'm not so sure. And uh, so I, I didn't even want to think about it. And I would read this parable, and it would make me even go more scared because I would be thinking, am I going to be the goat or the sheep? Most likely, the goat. And, uh, and, and so I, I would try to, 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 to jump this. Up until I looked at it differently and realized that there are some who are going to be counted amongst the sheep because they did something that they thought was the least of these. That when God would say, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. They would be surprised to say, but we didn't see that. 
Well, I think it's consistently thinking about what we have done and thinking it's too little for it to be counted as mighty before God, for it to be recorded in heaven, for it to have the Lord really saying, that is special, you did it for me. And so that really turned my life around to say, I can magnify the negative that I do and minimize the positive that I do, but here it, is, it seems it's been turned around. And verse 40 says, I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers, the thing that you say, this is, this is little. I don't even think about it. That very little thing, the way God looks at, looks at that is completely different. It's got a multiplication factor that matters in heaven. That is bigger than gold. That is bigger than silver. And that has really encouraged me. And I want to say to you, that is the context in which we live. The very little things that we do, there is a multiplication factor to that. Do you know your prayers have planted churches in Zimbabwe? Your faithfulness and just your concern has given bigger roles in Zimbabwe. You know, Liz uh, uh, Rose has a business where she sells um, bracelets. And she gives some of that to uh, God Project in Zimbabwe, just as a testimony, in an area called, um, I don't know if these names will mean a lot, but it's called Dande Valley. It's right in the north of Zimbabwe. Very remote area, dry. And as she started to give this faithfully, um, we sent that gift to a church that is there and began to say, well, how can you use that to develop God's kingdom? They started by buying goats, uh, good goats, not the goats that are in here, but the, the real good goats, just as a business that they formulated. So they would buy female goats and begin to lend those goats to one another, say, for example, Jordan, you can keep these gods, and over, we'll probably give you, bring a god for you next year. But she would say they would bring a god to a family, just a female god, and have one male god to try and ensure that they will begin to increase in number. And that has begun to grow and grow in the community, building savings for the community. I think today there are probably 837 gods that are in that particular community beginning to grow over time and created savings, created a way of discipleship because the way discipleship works there is doing life together, doing businesses together with people who normally wouldn't go to work, but then they begin to say, how can you look after this gospel? How can we look after their health? And when they meet, they begin to share the gospel and it brings trust in the community where the community feels these people really want to help us they are not trying to get anything out of that. And the impact, you talk to that community, they say their goal is to become the biggest God business or project in the nation. And they are beginning to gather and gather and, 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 and gather momentum towards that. But if you can see, it just came through a bracelet of someone who just says, can I do that and begin to grow? And I could share stories along those lines. That means a lot to that community. 
because you are talking about a community where they don't know what they're going to eat in two days' time. We, they only think uh, maybe ahead, maybe in the next day or two, but the third day, it's just up to God. It's just up to how, how people can gather. And when that begins to happen, now they're beginning to say, I can grow something that can uh, have an impact in a couple of months' time. I can even grow this business and uh, begin to train my children, to leave it for my children, and to impact the community. I can give in the church. You know, I can, I can really see the love of God in a practical way. And they begin to be able to say, I think God is real through something that is very small. And so it's, it's a testimony. It's also a way to say thank you. It's also a way to encourage you. Say these little things mean a lot. And for you to continue to, to do that in one way or the other. I think in, just in, in, in closing, even though I say thank you, I would still want to ask you to continue to pray for us. I think in terms of your giving, I can say you've done enough. But I would say, please continue to pray for us. Continue to pray for them. Continue to pray for these rural churches. Continue to pray for the gospel. Continue to go into areas where it has not been reached. Do not tire in terms of the relation that is there. Because when you do these things, I am sure the Lord will be able to say to you what you have done for the least of these, you have done for me. Not only Zimbabwe, but it's any community, any person, any person that you know that just needs an encouraging word, that just needs the word of God to continue to be with you. Said, I said a little bit later, I will introduce my friend uh, Lisa, who I work with. I actually work quite closely with Lisa. In, uh, in Zimbabwe, she's, um, she has a heart for, for Zimbabwe, and she's, she's based here, and she has lived in Zimbabwe for many years, and we've been praying for her to come back uh, to Zimbabwe. So please release her as much as we can. And um, it's only visa issues that have affected. I mean, it's difficult for us to come here in Zimbabwe. It's also difficult for, for you to stay longer in Zimbabwe and we're walking through that process. And so, but she's been a great friend, and all the things that she has done, God has used to extend his kingdom. So, Lisa, thank you for being here, and we love you so much. Amen. I'd love to pray, and as I close, and, um, and looking forward to catching up and talking about a little bit more during the barbecue. If you want to find out more about how you can continue to pray on any other prayer request, I'm sure we can really continue to talk and encourage one another. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you because you continue to build your church. Thank you for, for King's Church. Thank you for each and every person who's here for the love that they have for us, for the love that they have for one another. Lord, I pray for your great blessing upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that we may continue to know the reality that Jesus Christ, you continue to build your church. The universal church, the church of many tribes, many nations. And I pray, Lord, that that truth may continue to be in our hearts. 
build your church, Almighty Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you may help us to understand that you use others and you use us to build your church. Lord, open our eyes to opportunities, to places where we can play a role, where we can continue to build one another, where we can give an, an encouraging word, where we can give a helping hand, where we can pray. Lord, I pray that this may continue to be true for us as King's Church. Pray for a great blessing upon the leadership of this church. May you bless them, Lord. May you continue to lift them up in a mighty way. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Tongai. That was